Hey there, welcome back to another episode of MVP Business, where we showcase leaders who live through their mission, vision, and passion. I'm your host, Steph Silver, owner of Vine Collective, a unique marketing and coaching agency where we meet people where they are on their journey to connect with customers and employees and to navigate their personal journeys to overcome challenges and rise to the next level of their home, work, and spiritual lives. Today's guest is Diraj Jain. Diraj is passionately building a full-stack growth ecosystem to turbocharge global scaling for innovative brands to direct to consumers with his business, Dot Connect. Thank you so much for joining me today, Diraj. Thank you so much, Steph, for having me. Looking forward to an exciting conversation. Me too. I'm really um, looking forward to you talking to us about this new product that you have going on. But at first, let's talk about you. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are. Why you think Dot Connect is um, something that the world needs? Sure. Um, let me start with uh, like you know first the the name Dot Connect is very uh, pertinent to our story and I'll come to that in a bit uh, but starting with like you know uh, who I am and where I come from so just uh, I've had a pretty interesting uh, life so far I grew up in a place called uh, Kol- you know, Calcutta in India which is now called Kolkata uh, did my engineering over there and then right after that, joined a tech company called Infosys. It's a over $10 billion company uh, now. Uh, with them, I moved to US. I was in the US for about 10 years, lived in various uh, different places. I was in East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, uh, you know, everywhere. Had lots of fun, exciting engagements. So uh, started as a hardcore techie. And then grew up into you know different management roles, uh, moved around the country. I lived in twelve different houses in ten years in the U.S. So that was like you know literally on the go. And uh, then decided to you know move back to India. Uh, so I'm the only child. Uh, parents were growing old. Plus uh, by that time we had two kids. So I have two daughters. Uh, now they'll be uh, uh, you know so both of them teenagers now so when we moved they were quite young and uh, so idea was to move back here spend some time with family and plus bangalore as you know has been it's called a silicon valley of india and lots of exciting stuff happening here so this uh, you know uh, i always had this desire to build something of my own uh, being in the tech industry uh, it was always uh, like you know surrounded by, by a lot of smart people and a lot of interesting challenges. So uh, that gave a lot of ideas uh, in terms of as to what we might be able to solve. And I thought like you know might be a good time to uh, uh, move back to India, uh, check this out, see if we can you know get this uh, uh, you know some startup uh, initiated. Right, so we had tons of different ideas at different point of time. Uh, so that that's one part of the story. Then coming to what exactly what we are doing, uh, we are trying to solve for brands uh, to grow organically without having to depend on expensive Facebook, Insta ads that they are today dependent upon. 
and I'll talk a bit more about that. Uh, uh, but one thing is uh, like, you know, this is a space that both me, my co-founders and our uh, found, you know, founding team, all of us are very passionate about because all of us come from a very deep retail and brand experience. So my background overall is like over 20 years in the retail and brands technology space, having lived in US for 10 years, rest of the world, you know, for 10 years. And uh, I incidentally, I grew up in a retail family. So my father, my uncles, they were all like small retailers. Uh, so I've seen, you know, this uh, part of the world, uh, this side of the business and always had this like retail in my blood, right? I mean, how do you uh, basically uh, like, you know, uh, sell the right products to the customer? How do you track them? How do you, uh, you know, build customer loyalty? How to create that LTV, that lifetime value for a customer and so on and so forth. So a lot of these things, you know, came together for us and a lot of these dots connected and hence we, you know, named the venture as Dot Connect. So I'll leave it at that. And I think it's a little longish introduction to a very uh, brief mm -hmm. question. So I'll just probably cover some of these uh, points and details as we... And thank you so much. Yeah, the, the intro is uh, to me sometimes the most interesting. So when you were in the US, you had young kids. How did that shape your family and your, your thoughts and desire about going back home to build your business? Yeah, no, actually uh, that was one of the big factors for us to consider given that kids were small and I was in a traveling job. So almost every week uh, I was traveling, uh, was difficult uh, without any additional support. And uh, so the, given that uh, circumstances, so what we thought, like, you know, uh, if we, uh, you know, just try to kickstart a venture when, when we are struggling with small kids ourselves and a job, you know, and given that we were on visas at that point of time, so looking at all the complexity uh, and plus, you know, in India, like, you know, Bangalore was becoming a pretty hotbed for innovation, uh, like in a, let's say a five square miles, you will probably find, you know, thousands and thousands of very, uh, you know, enterprising uh, companies. So we thought like, you know, probably let's give it a shot uh, back in India. We'll have some family support as well to take care of the kids and you know other support. So uh, idea was like, uh, yes, definitely it was one of the big factors for us to consider. And um, traveling every week wasn't easy <laughs> with the kids being at home. And uh, so that was definitely, you know, challenging for a while. And uh, yeah, so that, that that really drove us to, you know, decide to come back to India as well. And you had had, you had had a solid job with, like you said, this really major player in the tech space. Um, what made you decide at that point, not just to go home, but to take the leap into starting your own firm and do you have partners that you work with or investors yes so uh, over the last 20 years before we started dot connect so uh, uh, i've worked for five very big companies and you know, all tech companies all of them multi-billion dollar revenues and uh, when i left i was really at a uh, you know big cushy job leading a you know pnl for a, a retail and consumer brands uh, business globally and have had the fortune of working with retailers and brands across the globe. 
and uh, look at you know how they be, uh, you know what their needs are what their challenges are how they're looking at the world how they're trying to solve the problems for their consumers so i had great experience with all these companies and they were all fantastic companies uh, lots to learn from them uh, why uh, i was motivated to start something on my own was actually a function of two three elements one is because i grew up in a small retail business family myself so business you know sort of was in my blood right i mean i actually when i graduated i never thought i will be doing a job for this long mm-hmm. i thought i'll just do a job for a year or two gain some experience and then you know start my on my own so doing this after 20 years was surprise only that why didn't i start it sooner it wasn't that why am i doing it now it's like you know why did i do it so late that was one factor the other factor was like you know having experienced uh, you know this industry across the globe with a lot of these large tech companies what i realized there are a lot of uh, you know sometimes of course like you know you need large tech companies to solve for uh, big uh, you know people process uh, technology challenges for large companies Uh, but sometimes you know the innovation is not really at the forefront in such uh, you know engagements so that takes a back seat it is more uh, you know keeping the lights on uh, doing what everyone else is doing for example doing an erp setting up a traditional e-commerce platform doing you know things the traditional way like you know so uh, but the innovation you know while every company does it they Uh, uh some do it faster than others so mm-hmm. smaller and the nimble the company they can do it much better and much faster and over the last few years i'd always uh, you know ensured that i uh, kept uh, in touch with a lot of these upcoming startups across the globe be it in uh, bay area or israel or india or uh, you know uk a lot of these are you now happening places where a lot of interesting innovation is happening in the industry of you know retail and brands um what i realized like some of these companies i mean uh, because they don't have any baggage they don't have any status quo to you know live up to or the revenues they need to you know quarterly revenues that they have to target they have to meet so they are lot more open right lot more free to experiment fail fast try something and they create something very very innovative and that something always you know it drove me and we had a certain view uh, a strong point of view uh, like for example uh, pre pandemic we had seen like so many brands they always wanted to go direct to consumer they always had this desire that we would like to go to direct to consumer but they they were not doing enough to do that right i mean they they would probably create a small website do a little promo put some ads on facebook or insta see how that goes but they were very comfortable with their existing channels uh, which is like selling through retailers or selling on the marketplaces but the challenge with these channels were that they were like black boxes for the brands because these channels would never share any consumer data mm-hmm. or any behavior data to the brands the only channel where the brands could get any uh, consumer behavior data was d2c direct to consumer and uh, this was you know a very minuscule portion of their business uh, but what happened during the pandemic 
it forced their hand right it mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, basically pushed everyone to go online and hence you know they so somebody uh, you know created a catalog on shopify started selling and so on so forth, right so they it was literally forced upon them and what we realized this is an opportunity where now that the brands have tasted this direct to consumer experience they will not go back from here they would like to grow uh, deeper in the space but we also knew that the model that they are adopting to go d2c like you know with the help of shopify and facebook ads it's not going to last forever because this is not the channel which is purpose built for them and i'll come to that in in a short bit and explain why we thought so so we felt very strongly that brands they require a right tech ecosystem to enable them to do direct to consumer more profitably sustainably and organically right and that's the problem we were convinced that we want to solve and we had the right expertise within the team uh, having worked in the worked in this industry across the globe on the business side on the tech side and having that point of view as to how this should happen what is not happening today and then we just thought you know what let's just take the plunge let's just dive right in a lot of people advised us against it this was you can imagine in 2020 right in the middle of the pandemic right after the second wave uh, where everyone was you know uh, running for safety and people were saying just stay hunker down and don't do anything stupid but i mean we were stupid enough to think like you know you know what this is the best time to build this because mm-hmm. uh, like you know when everyone is afraid i mean you got to find some opportunities there and we were convinced that this we i think we were confident that we are reading the signs right and that you know this is a once in a lifetime opportunity the whole uh, digitalization that happened in 6 months post covid you know uh, it would have otherwise taken 10 years uh right mm-hmm. so this is something and that we need to capitalize on and that's that's the story why we then decided you know what this is the time let's launch let's start now the kids are also a little grown up so my co-founder is in the us and uh, you know both have you know very similar background that way mine is uh, more on the tech and the global business side his is on the uh, sales business development marketing so we had complementary skills we thought in what let's just uh, dive right in and we'll figure it out that's fantastic you know i i thought all along during the um it, it's funny we are in the habit of say, saying during the pandemic when it's kind of <laughs> still still happening just differently um <laughs> but during during the the um the crisis of it the beginning uh, lockdowns across the globe and fear across the globe uh it was so interesting to see who um who saw opportunity who saw the um the need and was easily able to pivot like you said some mm-hmm. um uh product companies quickly understood they needed to get a shopify up or whatever yeah. it needed to be to get direct to their customers were you already close at that point or did you really have to scramble with your team and your experts to to get it up because i i agree it was the exact right time to do it it, it may have been a little scary yeah. but with your particular product it was it was a it was a good product it's like if you were already making hand sanitizer 
<laughs> so uh, interestingly uh, when we decided so my co-founder and i when we decided to uh, like you know go uh, you know get get started launch our venture it was right before the pandemic so it was like january of 2020 we met in new york city and uh, you know we spent a few days together uh, hashing out our business plans what we wanted to do uh, although we had no idea that you know uh, you know covid was right around we were hearing about like you know uh, covid in china and it was you know a few uh, scattered cases in europe and in the us at that time this was towards the later part of january 2020 and we were hashing up business plans together and idea was to get started in couple of months but then you know suddenly it let loose and we both of us we were in two different companies at the time and uh, we were responsible for our own businesses uh, for our company so we took time with that uh, without like let's take a few months let's get things settled over here first uh, because we have that responsibility and then after that we will you know get started because we were convinced we knew that we wanted to build a platform for brands uh, because we had seen even pre pandemic lot of signs that you know this uh, direct to consumer is a big thing and it's a right thing for the brands to do it because if you really uh, you know uh, think of it uh, at a, uh, a very high level uh, end of the day products are being created by brands right and getting consumed by consumers now what retailers or the marketplaces are doing they're just the middlemen right so there was a time where brands could not reach consumers directly they had to depend on retailers right and uh, that's why they were commanding lot of uh, you know margins and lot of uh, customer data and stuff like that same thing happened with marketplaces like amazon as well but now in this today's day and age where the technology is available to everyone if uh, if brands can produce product and give it to uh, marketplaces to sell why can't they do it themselves right why can't they uh you know sell directly build that relationship with the customer that loyalty with the customer learn from them innovate you know uh, faster so we felt very seriously you know strongly about it that that's the right thing to do we saw few examples that the brands across the globe that are doing that right how they are doing it and how it can be you know industrialized so with that thought we started but of course you know pandemic uh you know initially created some disruption uh and in fact a lot of disruption but uh, in the, you know we soon realized it's a great blessing in disguise because it forced everyone to come online both consumers and the brands so now that they have tasted the success they have to uh you know grow this channel more organically and we have to you know uh, build that platform for them so basically it in a way it helped us uh, like you know it uh, uh, accelerated you know the need for what mm-hmm. the, the product that we were building and hence you know even before we had the product out we had you know a lot of uh, initial requests a waitlist people wanting to get on to this platform because uh, one thing that brands were doing were to grow direct in direct to consumer channel was they had to rely heavily on facebook and insta ads right because let's say if you have created 
you know your brand for maybe a beauty or a personal care or a fashion or a lifestyle you can create a catalog on shopify you can do checkout you can do everything but the biggest problem is how do you solve for bringing consumers to your website that's the toughest part and the only channel or only way brands were able to do that was by spending insane amount of money with facebook and google right where they would show sponsored ads and stuff like that and these guys will come on side uh but small businesses don't have a a really clear idea of the crazy amount of money it does take to be really successful absolutely and consistency of time and consistency of brand uh it's it is nearly impossible now i mean it, when instagram and facebook first got started it was it was fairly easy but now it it, it you can you can spend 10 bucks or you know whatever and think oh i'm getting something but yep. to really be effective you have to spend a vast amount of money and time so how does dot connect connect differently yeah no no i'm glad you asked that question so uh before i uh, answer like you know how we are doing it differently let me just add couple of more data points okay. in terms of the background so pre pandemic let's say if you go back in 2019 for most categories the return on ad spend uh, used to be between 3x to 8x right so you spend a dollar you would probably get 3 dollars to 8 dollars in revenue right uh, and that would be a profitable revenue because assuming if your you know gross margins are you know 50 60% and all of that you are still making you know good profit there right and now so those days like the brands could just rinse and repeat this model every day every week every month and you keep growing right in fact i remember the time when at the you know when the investors used to invest in these brands they would earmark almost 75 to 80% of that uh, you know money uh, for performance marketing on facebook insta google uh, because that was working you know it was like a sure shot winner you put in x dollars you get 3x in return uh, in terms of revenue you keep growing every month right mm-hmm. but today what has happened is the same return on ad spend is barely 0.5 to 0.8x you know for most categories so which means uh, with every order which you are getting because of performance marketing you are losing money but agencies will tell you otherwise agencies will tell you know brands you know what don't worry about cac which is customer acquisition cost but uh, look at the ltv the long term value because this customer will come to you for 20 times over next one year or two years and here is the math but you know what that doesn't work because as a consumer who's coming to your site uh, by clicking on a facebook ad tomorrow will click on your competitor's facebook ad and go over there for a 20% discount or 30% discount so there is no consumer loyalty for people who are coming through these ads so that is one problem second problem is uh third party cookies are gradually going away right and rightly so so there's a lot of uh, push towards privacy across the globe uh, and as you know apple has already banned third party cookies on their platform so it's opted in and since they released that ios 14 update 96% of the users they did not opt in so now for the 96% of the users on apple network 
there is no third party tracking there is no cookies to track and if companies like facebook which of course is now meta if they cannot track you through third party cookies they don't know your behavior they don't know who you are and if they don't know that they cannot show a targeted ad for a brand which was working very well earlier so two mm-hmm. years ago a brand could have said you know what i want to show these ads to let's say a a working mom uh, in third in 30s in these areas having you know this kind of propensity show this ad they could do that because of course meta knew everything about everyone who who has ever used any meta product right but that was possible because of third party cookies now the third party cookies support has gone away from apple network and google is soon going to ban from 2023 so gradually it is the death of cookies which was the reason why all these marketeers could track you and i and our behavior and show us very targeted ads so now on one hand uh, you have uh, you know uh, no ability or lack of ability to track people on the other hand the cost of ads have gone sky high right so net net for a brand it's a double whammy right so what what worked for almost 5 7 years until 2019 maybe till beginning of 2020 has suddenly stopped working you ask any brand out there small medium large everyone is complaining about this that the old playbook isn't working and some brands have realized you know what uh, i mean uh, it's over i mean that party is over that of you know making easy money through these facebook ads and all that's done now they need to think differently so what's the way that they could attract consumers directly right uh, some are still in denial mode right they are still thinking maybe you know what let me change my you know ad let me change my copy let me change creative maybe let me change my agency or mm-hmm. uh, let me change my channel mix maybe something will change but you know what it's not changing may you know it, it's it's the trend is very clear uh, it's not going to happen so the sooner the brands realize that you know that you know uh, ship has sailed now they need to look at a different model a different playbook that's the playbook that we are defining and what we are saying is what's the new playbook because you are a brand you do not have uh, you know hundreds of thousands of skews uh, so the brand you know like when you go to a marketplace or a retailer's website as a consumer you go because you want to buy multiple products across multiple categories and subcategories right so mm-hmm. uh, you know that's how you go to let's say walmart.com or target.com or on amazon.com right it's a uh, very convenient that but let's say if you're a brand let's say you're selling uh, you know maybe you know some uh, beauty products right you will have a handful of skews and you're not buying those beauty products so regularly you are probably buying once in a while so there is no reason even if you want to buy the first instinct even if you know the brand would be let's let me go to amazon let me buy it from there because it's very convenient right uh, so as a consumer uh, there are multiple challenges for me to find the brand directly even if i want, if i'm doing my research if i like a brand uh, if i know the exact product i'm most likely to go on a marketplace or a retailer to buy that right but if i am in the journey of figuring out for example uh, let me take an example let's say if someone is selling a particular kind of a hair shampoo 
right and uh, there are now hundreds of brands which are uh, competing uh, you know for ad space uh, for that uh, you know keyword maybe right that hair shampoo or let's say onion hair shampoo for example right and uh, uh, the ad, the cost of ad for that would be extremely high because hundreds of brands are competing for that right uh, and hence that will not be a profitable sale for you even if you make that happen but let's say uh, as a consumer if i am struggling like how do i take care of my dry frizzy hair in mm -hmm. summer right uh, and if i uh, uh, find the right article if the if the brand has done uh, good seo or even if the brand is promoting on facebook or insta but it's a content that they are promoting not a product that they are promoting the cost of a content ad will be much cheaper because guess how many people are bidding for this ad uh, like how to take care of dry frizzy hair in summer how many people are bidding for ads for that right you will probably get you know uh, uh, an ac uh, customer acquisition cost for pennies rather than spending you know so many dollars right but the key is even if you do that you bring the customer to the content and lot of brands today are creating great content lot of blogs lot of how to as influencer uh, you know videos and what not but the problem is this you know typically a brand.com is a commerce site but the content is sitting on a content management site a cms site mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a wordpress or a drupal or a contentful and it will be like a like it will be blogs.brand.com right there are two different platforms so even if you get a customer onto your content platform you are unable to convert them you are unable to more take them to the commerce site because the moment you try to send them through a link there is a big churn people drop off so the only way what we are saying is that as a brand you should ideally not have a commerce platform you should have an experiential platform mm -hmm. where you have great content you do community engagement and commerce should just become the by product of that experience so we call it like a convergence of three c's content community and commerce right so you attract with content you retain their attention with community engagement and then commerce should just become the by product of that whole experience so that's the kind of a platform you know that we're building where uh, it's not just a commerce platform commerce is just a by product it's primarily an experiential platform through mm -hmm. great content and community Absolutely. And that has been my uh, soapbox for brand for a long time is your your brand experience is your communication with the customer on an ongoing basis. So how do you build that relationship and look at your customer as a human, uh, not just try to sell to them? Because when you build Absolutely. that relationship, that's where you get that long term value. It's not just because you provided a good product, because that's not enough anymore. Absolutely, that's table stakes. I mean, a lot of brands are providing great products, but mm -hmm. uh, how will they uh, earn the consumer's attention? That's important. Uh, in fact, I'll give you an example. I'm sure you're familiar with Goop, right? So Goop has done a stellar job, right? in terms of capturing the imagination of their uh, you know, consumers because they are helping them with great content they started as a great content platform first right mm. they started engaging they started capturing the imagination of the consumers then they started integrating the products so when people go to go today 
they're not going primarily with an intent of buying something they're going primarily to let's say consume some content learn uh, about something that i'm facing this issue or this challenge or that because see, fundamentally uh, you and i when we buy any product we are not buying product for the sake of buying products that those products are a means to an end they're trying to solve a problem for me they need to solve a problem right so now but most brands website if you go and see and most of them are either on the likes of shopify or a magento or a salesforce commerce and all of them which are primarily commerce platforms right where all they have is an ability to uh, add a catalog and show lot of promotions in your face that 20% off here 30% off there sign up here so all i mean the feeling you'll get is just sell 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 right but as a consumer i am not interested in just you know looking at, maybe i'm trying to solve a problem like this example of let's say trying to find a solution for my dry frizzy hair in summer if if i'm there if there is a site which helps me find a real solution and then actually sells me the product also i'm more likely to buy it over there so a lot of um folks have realized that they need to have a a blog or a vlog a video series obviously you know you have your youtube you can feed your youtube to your site and you can do that on a shopify how do you bring that community aspect and keep people coming back through dot connect so the key thing is uh, like while you can still somehow do some patchwork of bringing few plugins uh, show some live videos show something uh, that uh, again uh, let me uh, go back and give an example of goop once again if you uh, you know uh, observe like a platform like goop and there are others also there's hims and hers and there are plenty of other platforms across the globe which are doing a great job but when you go to the site it is you know primarily it will not look like a commerce site at all it will be more like okay why are you here today right what problem you're trying to solve uh, let's engage let's talk mm-hmm. right you know uh, and then customize the whole experience uh, you know for you so uh, you know that's the uh, you know that is only possible today when brands are investing in building custom platforms and custom platforms as you know insanely difficult and expensive to build and maintain mm-hmm. not everyone can do it goop can do it but not everyone can right mm-hmm. so uh, that's what we are trying to productize and how do we give let's say a platform uh, to brands where they have the flexibility to narrate their brand story and engagement in whichever way they want so they should have the flexibility and capability of a custom platform but convenience and ease of a platform like shopify you know so how do you bring best of both the worlds because if you again uh, you know uh, uh, look at the evolution of some of the existing uh, commerce platforms uh, something like a shopify or a woocommerce see they were designed and built for mom and pop shops right for smb commerce then you have platforms like uh, magento or salesforce commerce the these are the platforms which are designed and built for retailers where you have hundreds of thousands of skews uh, you know a lot of categories and sub categories and where customers they come to you to buy you know a bunch of products at a time right uh, and they have a big basket size but when you are a brand 
right you have a handful of products you uh, you know uh, when i come to a brand to buy maybe it will be one or two product mm-hmm. at a time right uh, so that experience has to be very different then that of an smb platform or a retail platform and if you really look at it no one has ever built a commerce platform which is purpose built for brands why because until 2 years ago brands were not even serious about this they were barely doing you know 2 to 3% of their revenue through a d2c channel and they were very comfortable doing that on the back of shopify or a magento and running you know inexpensive facebook ads but that doesn't work anymore so now that every brand wants to do at least 20 30% of their revenue through direct to consumer channel and the old playbook isn't working so it's natural that you know there has to be a platform which is purpose built to solve their problems where uh, through great experience they should be able to attract consumers organically on their own without having to depend on performance marketing right mm-hmm. so that's where a dot connect uh, fits in to create uh, that unique brand experience through the convergence of content and community and then commerce just becomes the byproduct of that experience i absolutely love that you know one of the things that i tell i, I say a lot is that um you have to think of marketing as as a conversation so if you are um going to a party or a networking event and you immediately meet someone hand them your card and tell you tell them you're offering 20% off <laughs> this month only yep. they're going to go like okay yeah. cool and walk away yeah. but if you start exactly. a conversation learn what their problems are or you know do they have kids do they have car do they have frizzy hair in the summer then you can say yeah. oh, you know what there's this thing and if you do this or you know what there's a product that that might work for you then you're seen as a resource and a friend and somebody that they're going to come back to to and ask questions of um, in the future and that you're going to be trusted um and yep. i love that you have built a platform that enables that not not only enables that to happen but um kind of asks the um the brand to to think of their their connection with their customers in a completely different way um to to look at this is building a long-term relationship and when you build that exactly. long-term relationship you you get that loyalty that you that everybody wants exactly absolutely yeah so it's a you know we are calling it like the uh, new playbook this mm-hmm. is the right way for brands to uh, you know do this of course it's going to be a lot harder in the beginning for brands to do it because see, it's like when brands were used to the steroids of performance marketing where you uh, spend you know uh, a few thousand dollars today and tomorrow you will have you know orders in your inbox mm-hmm. uh, it won't happen overnight with this kind of thing right this is like you are gradually building the relationship you're creating a persona for your brand you are disseminating a lot of information about this right you're genuinely trying to help you know the consumers in that space so if you're build you know uh, you know selling hair care products don't just try to put on you know, 30% off and sell 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 rather mm-hmm. trying to solve that problem let me understand you know what kind of hair condition you have right you know mm-hmm. do you want to talk to a dermatologist right or do you have any question for them do you have any questions around the ingredients 
you want to know these this is natural paraben free and whatnot you know stuff like that and then you know or, or talk to other people right you know what they're doing enable engagement uh, you know within consumers right if you're able to do that like you said i mean you the brands they need to earn that trust that yes these people are trying to solve my problem not just trying to you know shove some product down my throat right mm -hmm. so uh, the, and that takes time it it's a change in mindset uh, we can give them a platform we can uh, help them create a very unique experience but what we always advise brands is that uh, you know uh, you this is something that you will have to first internalize it's like you know uh, steroid versus naturopathy mm -hmm. right so one is uh, one will give you instant result but very harmful in the long uh, you know long run for you the other one is insanely beneficial to you but it will have a slow little hockey stick like a growth right initially it will take time because you will have to build that trust right you'll have to create a lot of content you have to engage with them you have to try and solve the problem and then it will have that network effect to be built up and over a period of time you will see insane results and these customers will stick with you the loyalty will be higher and they will uh, you know give you a really long term value but you will have to first believe in this uh, philosophy internalize and then do it the right way and you have to be consistent and you have to be um, authentic to me it's kind of like the difference between simon senek style leadership and 1980s version top down completely segmented and, yeah. and segregated um you know seeing your customers your team your culture as all a part of the overall ecosystem as opposed to completely separate parts that um kind of right. feed off of each other if you think of that old style as a, a kind of a little nasty Whereas this, mm -hmm. the new style, the, the new playbook that you're talking about is our customers have frizzy hair and they, they need a solution and we have that solution. How can we help them? Exactly. Um, and how, how can we say what other problems, you know, if you have a communication dialogue with your, with your customers and with your team, then you learn other ways to provide solutions to your, your customers as well. And you're not, you talked about innovation earlier. Innovation only works mm -hmm. when you're paying attention to what the problem truly is. You exactly. can create a new swing set, but if nobody cares about it and, and maybe it's not even the right time for it because nobody's ready for it, then it's going to fail. Yeah. Most people don't know that the, some version of the iPhone was invented decades before the iPhone came out, but the consumers weren't ready for it. So um, right. if you are in dialogue with your customers and with your community, then you know when is the right time. Um, and you can test, you know, you can say like, hey, we came out with this thing. Let me send you a free sample because that's exactly. what you do when you have a back and forth relationship and not a one way street. Absolutely. And that's the reason why brands need to take a direct to consumer uh, channel more seriously, because mm -hmm. it's not, you know, just about having another revenue channel. Of course, revenue is important, but this is the only channel where they can have intimate customer relationships, right? All other channels are black boxes, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where they can actually learn uh, from them. Uh, and for that, it cannot happen when you're only trying to sell, 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 right? If you have a D2C channel 
and you are only doing is like you know show ads in their face and you know just catalog 30% off sign up for this subscription don't go i mean it's like you know people will actually run away but the moment you have an inviting site that where people can come like a safe zone right safe place i can learn something about this right mm-hmm. you know uh, what are that spaces i may not i may not buy every day uh, but at least if i can trust okay this site will give me right content right information i can engage with like minded people over there where if i am having this the, let's say dry frizzy hair problem the other people also they are trying to solve something let me ask what worked for them mm-hmm. you know what home remedies they have tried or what precautions they have taken whatever it is right mm-hmm. so if if a brand can create an environment like that then they will have my trust you know and then uh, if they suggest me something that you know what you should try this product this has worked well in uh, you know similar cases i'm more likely to buy and that to at a full price i will not look at okay can you give me discount or can i go to amazon and find it cheaper and all that right i'll mm-hmm. i'll be more motivated to do it and lots of surveys have shown this lots of examples have shown this only challenges doing this isn't easy it doesn't come easy to brands right because once you are used to a very simple playbook okay add a catalog here and add over there and your problem is solved right it's it's uh, you know and you go to sleep tomorrow you will have hundreds of orders in your inbox uh, once you are used to that kind of simplicity uh you know you get spoiled right mm-hmm. you know and then you are uh, not thinking from the consumer standpoint you are only thinking about i have these products to sell let me create some ads let me push something down the throat and just be done with it but now that doesn't work anymore kind of, and the true brands emerge i was going to yeah. say um you know it used to be that you could put an ad in the yellow pages and that's all you had to exactly. do exactly <laughs> and that obviously that doesn't Correct. work anymore <laughs> you're right no i think that's a great example and people should remember that because i still come across a lot of brands and i tell them because a lot of brands are still in denial they are still thinking you know what i need to change my agency i need to change my channel mix i need to do this i said it that's not the problem problem is you're playing the wrong mm-hmm. game that game is over you have to play a different game and with a different playbook you have to be like you know completely you know passionate about solving customers problem you got to fall in love with the problem you know that what problems uh, for customers uh, you can uh, solve for which they would come to you it's not what product i have to sell it is what problem these products can solve and then talk about those problems see how you can you know engage with them and then just product should be just as a matter of fact that okay you know what you might want to try this so i mean and that needs to be done at scale large mm-hmm. scale and it can be done only through right technology and today unfortunately the brands whatever technology uh, they are using uh, for direct to consumer channel is not built for them it's not purpose built for it they are using an either an smb technology like shopify or woocommerce or a retail technology like magento or uh, you know salesforce commerce so uh, i mean you need something which is purpose built 
and that's where you know uh, that's fantastic i love that i love the platform the concept and the entire way of of running business that's a big part of what we talk about here is that um you know way of living that's different and what i'm hearing from you is that it's mm-hmm. a way of being a way of living a way of communicating it's not just a platform it's both you provide the platform for them to be different to communicate differently to completely Absolutely. play a different game um, and whether or not they want to do right. it it's time Absolutely. Raj, Absolutely. we um we covered a lot and I'm so happy that you shared your story and and your your company with us. So dot connect is the product that Draj has been talking about. Um, I encourage you all to, to check it out and to, um, to get on board with this new playbook of, uh, running business and, um, communicating direct to consumer. And I, I want to mention too, that there, there's direct consumer products. Um, but in, in communication and marketing, everything is direct to human. If you, uh, the concept of B2B is out the window, everything is direct to human at some point. Um, so I want to throw that, that out there as well. So thank you so much, Daraj. I've had a great uh, time hearing all about you and, um, and uh, hearing about your product. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you so much, Steph, for having me here. It was lovely chatting with you. And uh, looking forward to uh, keeping in touch and sharing our stories, learning uh, from you. You guys are doing some amazing work. So looking forward to being in touch. Thank you. Hey, so what did you think of MVP Business? If you liked it, please subscribe and tell all your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you didn't like it, don't just leave. Let me know what I can do to improve who you'd like to hear from and what you'd like to learn. The mission of MVP Business is to share the strengths and struggles of leaders who have successfully grown their businesses while staying true to their mission and vision so that other entrepreneurs can follow, knowing that the path isn't easy, but the journey's worth it. If you believe in this mission, please help by living it and sharing it. In the meantime, enjoy the day and live with passion.